0: I want to talk about uh, the power of the blood covenant. My main text will be Exodus chapter 12. Before I read uh, Exodus 12, let's read um, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Therefore, purge out of the old, leaven that you may be a new lamb, Since you truly are unleavened, for indeed Christ, our Passover, was crucified for us. I want you to focus on the last sentence. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. And you know there cannot be a sacrifice without blood. Okay? So when we talk about Christ, our Passover, who was sacrificed, we are talking about the one who died, gave his life, so that the covenant between us and God can be fulfilled. That's a new covenant. Of the blood. Hebrews chapter 9. Verse 22. And according to the law. Almost all things are purified. With blood. And without. Shedding of blood. There is no remission. Or there is no forgiveness. I repeat. And according to the law. Almost all things. Let me even change that and not say almost all things. All things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sins or there is no forgiveness of sins. In other words, there cannot be forgiveness of sin. Without shedding of blood, something has to die for sin to be forgiven. Let me emphasize that sin cannot be forgiven unless there is blood that has been shed in the Old Testament, and we are going to see that in Exodus chapter 12, where we are going to lead. Alarm had to be killed for people to be saved. So salvation, wokofu, is very costly. There's a song that we sing here. I never, I never did what? Oh, Oh, Paul. Even the worship team doesn't know the song. That I never know how much it costs To see my sins upon the cross. You and I will never know because you have not been to the cross. You will never be on the cross. But someone went on the cross and carried all your sins so that today you can sit here with confidence. And you can pronounce with your mouth that I know and I know that my sins are forgiven. For those of you who know that. And those of you that do not know, I would like you to know today that sin, the forgiveness of your sin, is very expensive. If you are asked to pay, you cannot. Because there is no remission of sin without what? Without blood. How many of you are willing to shed your own blood today so that your sins can be forgiven? Anyone who can do that? None of you is willing to shed your blood so that you can be forgiven. But one who did not know sin, and that is the lamb that was slain, because when we talk about Passover, we think about the lamb. And we imagine this was just a lamb that went to the, to the slaughter. And because we are used to slaughtering lambs and goats, some of you have killed so many, your hands are full of blood. If goats were to stand in a court of law to accuse mandalas, you would not pass the test because you have killed many. And even chickens, you know people from Western Kenya, how many chickens? Some of you don't even cut them. You Please don't do that again to the chicken. Take a knife, cut it once. Please. Don't twist the neck. That life. Anyway. What I'm trying to say to us, we are used to slaughtering. So when we hear a lamb Was slaughtered, like we're going to read in Exodus chapter twelve. What comes in your mind is was just a a lamb, but I want you to know. The Scripture says, "Behold, the Lamb of God." Who said that? John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus. That's John, one twenty-nine. Yeah, and if somebody can get me there. Because the scripture that says, uh, Apostle, you can check that for me. The Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the... I think it's liberation or something like that. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him. Let me remove my jacket, this place The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. See, John had a revelation. But what John saw, he saw the Lamb of God that has come to be slaughtered. Remember, he's saying, the one who is coming after me, I am not even worthy to do what? To tie his races. But when he saw him, he did not see the king. Though he was a king, what he saw was the lamb coming. And he said, behold, the lamb of God that does what? Takes away the sin of the world. What takes away the sin of the world? The lamb of God. It is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Today, we live in a world that is chaotic. We have tried to call conferences after conferences to discuss the problems that we are facing as a world. We have set to to take care of various social issues or ills. We spent billions and billions of of dollars to address some of these ills. But nothing really changes. If anything, the world is becoming worse than it was before. Sin has multiplied. Evil has multiplied. When I was growing up, the village I came from, it was very rare to hear that somebody was killed by another person. It was very rare to hear the manda. Today, that's not the case. Today, those stories are there all over. In fact, not just manda, even people now killing themselves. Even committing suicide was unknown. I don't know about your village, Baba Moi. But it was an, not something. It was, if you ever heard someone has committed suicide, the whole village would gather. It was like, what has happened? And I remember one time there was a, a teacher who committed suicide in my village. It was a sad story for the whole village. And every lesson was advanced. What may have happened? There was a witch doctor somewhere. They were, I don't know what. You know, many things were said because it was people could not comprehend that somebody can get to a level where he is so depressed that he can take his own life. Let me shock you today. The same village that I come from, there's now a, a forum that has been created to address that ill. Because in a month you can hear four, four, five people that have committed suicide in the village that I come from. I don't come from Kibera or Kawagware now. and I want you to understand, because you might think, because of that's a fast place, those things are very common there. I'm talking about a village in the rural area, not here in Nairobi. Committing suicide in Kibra, Kawagware or wherever may not be news, because it's very common. But when people in the village because why, why do I say so about? Because there are so many ills within the, the communities allowed here that we live, we live allowed, not that I am against Kibra and uh, Kawagwari and whatever, but we understand the pain that is there, the level of poverty. It is not the same level of poverty that is in the village, where we come from. You'll be shocked. Those people have food throughout. The person in Kibra can go without food for a day or two. There is no one in my village and this I can attest. There is no one in my village that can die of hunger. Or can, you know, that people can say he really has nothing to eat. Why? Because we are a community. Even if you have no food, your neighbors will give you food. They know you. So, if there is trouble in your home, they will come to help you. So, literally, people are not committing suicide because they have no food. The level of wickedness has increased in the world today. Sin has multiplied and it has continued to multiply. What is the remedy for sin? That's where I want us to go. What is the remedy? For this, we've read, there is no remission, no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of the blood. I want to give you a story. The people of Israel has been, have been in captivity. For 400 years in Egypt, God was aware they were in captivity. Because he spoke about it. Before they were even born, he told Abraham, "I will bless you, and you will be blessed among nations. All nations will be blessed through you. But your descendants will be slaves in Egypt. I'll take them to Egypt, and for four hundred years they will stay there. In fact, they stayed for four hundred and thirty. Someone said they overstayed. They were not sensitive to the pro- to the prophetic word they spoken." Even Moses was not sensitive. That's why God had to thrash him out through Ooh. a burning. The, burn, the bush had to burn because Moses was not hearing God. But anyway, that's for another day. 400 years they were in captivity, slaves. And these are not ordinary people, these are chosen people by God. They were not part of the world, that is. There were people that God had favored, God had anointed, God had spoken about, but they are in captivity. Is it possible for people that God has anointed, blessed, spoken about, prophesied, release a prophetic word upon them, is it possible for them to be in captivity? The answer is yes. Yes, it may not be physical captivity. You are not in Manyani, or which is the other place where Kenyatta was. Not Shimolatawa, that is coast. There you can swim. There is Rodwa, is Manyani, there is Rodwa, you know? you know? Even Shimolatawa, there's no good prison. No prisoners are allowed to go and swim. You may not be there, but you may be in captivity. The devil has captured you. There are things in your life that are not operating right. There is a way you are not experiencing the blessings of God. There is something in your life that has captivated you. And though you come to church, you rejoice, you sing, Like other people, it's only you who knows. All is not well with me. Why? Because there are things that you do, but you do not want to do them. Why? There are things that you have done in your life that you know I don't want to do those things. There are places that you go, but when you come out, you regret. How did I get get there? I want to announce to you: you are in captivity. And you need to realize that the only solution to get out of captivity is to be free like the children of Israel. Praise God. And you, know, you need a sacrifice. Now let's, let's read uh, some scriptures in Proverb and not Proverb. In Exodus. Exodus chapter 12. Exodus 12 from verse 1. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. I want you to notice. This month shall be your beginning of your months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. What is God talking about here? These people have been in captivity for 430 years. They have never known freedom. Year after year, month after year. They cannot celebrate any day because they have to work as slaves. Because a slave belongs to the master. Is the master. And the Egyptians were not uh, easy people, they were pagans. Their king was a god, so he was everything. Pharaoh was the god. God is announcing to them. I want you to capture this because there there is something where God is taking us. God is announcing to them a change of season. Praise the Lord. Please, do you understand what a change of season is? God is announcing a change of season. For 400 years, they have been in a season of captivity. They have not known freedom. They work under taskmasters. They are sacred citizens in this land. But God, tell your neighbor, but God. God was aware. Why was he aware? Because he spoke to Abraham and told him, your descendants will be in captivity for 400 years. But after that, I will come and I will rescue them. And I will take them to the promised land that I have already promised. The land that you are stepping on, I have given it to you. I'll give it to your descendant. But it will take 400 years. Now, it's only God who can operate like that. 400 years of captivity. It's a very long time, Baba Moya agrees with me. We should feel for those children. How would God, you know, have actually, wouldn't He have accelerated the period? No. Because when God decides this is the season, this is the period, it has to be completed. Because there's a reason why He does what He does. But the good thing with God is that even if the season looks like it is too wrong, It will come to an end. He will come one day. It's not too late, my brother, my sister. I do not know how your season has been. But I want to announce to you today that we are entering into a season. We are moving out from a season of captivity to the promised land. Cannon is real. And there are no crocodiles. At the Red Sea. Yes, there is Red Sea. But the one who has promised to take you to Canaan will overcome the Red Sea on your behalf. It will part ways. But before it part ways, there has to be a sacrifice. There are instructions that are being given. Let's continue. Speak to all the congregation of Israel saying, on the 10th of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. According to the house of the father, a lamb for a household. So you are not going to join families and say, it's according to the household of the one. Continue. And if the household is too small for the lamb, Let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons, according to each man's need. You shall make your account for the lamb. It's only allowed where the number is too small. They cannot finish one lamb. Not they cannot afford it. They cannot finish. They are being encouraged. You can now come together. But let's go on. Your lamb shall be without blemish. Okay? It must be clean. It is a male of the first year. You may take it from uh, the sheep or from the goats. Let's continue. Now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Dates are being given. God is the God of instructions. And it is good to follow what God tells you. When he tells you today, don't say it will be tomorrow. And I'm saying this because I told you today God has spoken to us. We will be praying for people and anointing them with oil. And there are things that will be breaking in this place. Amen? Now if you believe it, you come. If you don't, it's still okay. But I can tell you, some things are going to happen in this house. Now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. Okay? And they shall take some of the blood. Say the blood. The blood. Did everybody say the word blood? Say the blood. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm saying this because there are some people who cannot mention that word. In some churches, it cannot be mentioned. Why? Because in some of the churches, it is not politically collect to mention the blood or religiously collect to mention the blood. And someone said, if there is one thing that the church of today has lost it is an understanding of the power of the blood covenant that we have lost understanding of the power of the blood covenant and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the house where they eat it Mm -hmm. Let's continue. Then they shall eat the fresh on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Do not eat it raw, nor boiled. It's not allowed. (laughs) At all the water, but roasted in fire, its head with its legs and the entails, that explains why some people like roasted meat. Eh? You shall let none of the of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning, you shall burn with fire. Continue, and thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist. Please for see that there the instructions, with a belt on your waist. Your sandals on your feet. In other words, that night they did not sleep. Their sandals were on their feet and their belt on their waist. And your staff in your hand. In other words, all your belongings, you are ready to go. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Hallelujah. Let's first of all continue. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both men and beasts, and against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Okay? Now the blood shall be assigned for you on the house, houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the Lord of Egypt. Praise the Lord. I've told you one of the major problems the church of today, and we have lost this, it is lack of understanding of the power of the blood covenant. started by telling you There cannot be forgiveness of sins without the blood. The blood was being used to atone for sins. And the children of Israel from this day onward, and that's why we said it is the beginning of the months for them. It is the time of freedom. They are are moving from one season to another. And from that day, They will depend on blood for their survival. There are instructions given if you read through. That do this in commemoration of this day. Tell your children what happened this night. And Passover was an important feast that was celebrated in the Jewish character throughout. Today, we don't do it. When we argue, we say we are not Jewish. It's a sad thing. I was reading and I came across that this celebration of the feast of Passover which was so important it scared the kings of the world when it was celebrated something happened in the the world in the spirit world and the kings were so scared that they ordered that it, it should not be celebrated during the resurrection of Christ. Because the church then, after the Jews, you know, after now the, the Jesus came, the church continued to celebrate the Passover. But it was celebrated that be the time they were celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. They would celebrate the Passover. And the king, Constant, call, Constantine then, led the church. He pretended to be a Christian. But the idea was to enter and lock the boat from within. And as a king, he passed a decree that no more celebration of the Passover because celebration of Passover is celebration of the blood. You cannot celebrate Passover without the blood. And the church understood the importance of this even more than the Jews. Because it was the period, it, it, it is the time of resurrection. And they understood that jesus is the lamb that was slain behold the lamb of god now then you can imagine how powerful the church was when they understood the power of the blood covenant and they did it with understanding it was taken away and it became are religious. Now they were allowed to do eucharist and whatever and whatever and there were instructions that were given according to this religion and this religion and the whole thing has been watered down. It doesn't carry the power it carried. This is when deliverance of the children who are in captivity was initiated during the Passover. The angel of death Who passed through the land of Egypt with a sword to kill every firstborn son. You can imagine how painful it is or it was for anyone to lose a firstborn and especially a son. Not that a daughter is not important, but you know traditionally. But that is the night that Egypt lost their firstborn sons, including Pharaoh's son. And that is the night, the night, the following day. Father said, now you people can go. It was a night of freedom. I want to announce to you today that your freedom is in the blood. Your freedom is not in coming to church on a Sunday morning. Your freedom is not in giving your tithe and offering. Because there are a number of us who thinks by coming to church and giving our tithe and offering, we have fulfilled a righteous act. And it is credited to us in heaven. No. There is no credit. I better be very honest with you. And I love all of you. And you know, I actually encourage you to invite people to come to church, isn't it? So I do it because I know it is important. So it is important to come to church. So don't go saying, no, no, I'll not go back there. The pastor said it doesn't make any difference. And it's, well, I'm trying to help you. Because I do not want you to just come to church and not get the benefit of it. There are things that we do and we do not get any benefit. I would like you to understand the power that is in the blood covenant. A lamb had to be killed for sins to be forgiven. A lamb had to die for the age of death to pass over a house that head was sprinkled with blood at the doorpost now you ask me why would god why did god have to do that is god is god he would have just yes, he knows who are the egyptians and who are the jews a sacrifice was required who was going to sacrifice god was not going to sacrifice it was not yet time for the lamb of god that was slain before the foundation of the earth to be but this was a prototype if you understand what what a prototype is. It was a prototype. It had to be done by the people themselves. Why? Because when you do it, it is an act of obedience. You are also saying, God, I hear you. I understand what you are saying. I will follow the instructions. There is obedience. When there is obedience, there are blessings. When there is disobedience, there is a curse. And there are many seated here today that are living in disobedience. Why do I say so? Because you know yourself. You know what you ought to have done. There is nothing new that I'm telling you. But year after year, you are like the, the Jews. In the book of Acts, where the Bible says that Sunday or Sabbath after Sabbath, they went to the synagogue. They read the law, Sabbath after Sabbath, but they fulfilled the law only by crucifying the Son of God. Now, think about that. Of all the blessings that are pronounced in the books of the prophet and the law, that they fulfilled none of them except By the one that had been also prophesied. That they will crucify the son of God. That that's the only thing they fulfilled. But Sabbath after Sabbath, they went to the synagogue. My prayer is, brethren. That we will not have people who come to church Sunday after Sunday. And the only thing they fulfill is judgment upon themselves. Because if they reject the truth. If they do not act on the truth, if they do not understand the power of the blood covenant, if they do not acknowledge that there was a lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross on their behalf. And you have heard me say 1 Corinthians is it 12:29 or something like that. That he who knew no sin became sin so that you and I who are sinners may be declared the righteousness of God. Now, those of you that have not given your life to Jesus, I want you to understand this. You do not need to pay anything. You need not bring an offering to be saved. It has already been paid for you. Amen? You should not be in captivity. You should not be in Egypt. You should not be in pain going through depression. You should not be struggling with sin. You should not be oppressed in your mind. You should not be suffering, addiction or various kinds. Your freedom has already been declared. Are you hearing me? Your freedom has already been declared. You do not need to give anything. All that is required is to follow the instructions. Take alarm. But this case has already been taken for you. And he's already been slain. Amen? So there is already a covenant between you and God. Okay? But you need to understand there is a covenant. And raise that covenant before the Father in heaven. And say, here I am a sinner. But I I come not on my own but I come based on this blood covenant that your son shed on the cross. And where there is blood, there is forgiveness of sin. Amen? Where there is blood, there is forgiveness of sin. Where there is blood, there is freedom. Where there is blood, amen, there is peace of mind. Where there is blood, there is joy of the spirit. Where there is blood, there is freedom. Praise God. You can be free from the captivity that you are in. You do not have to die in that captivity. No Jew, no Israelites were supposed to remain in Egypt after that night when the angel visited. But let me shock you. Believe there are some Israelites who never made it because, as usual, human beings. And why do I so? If these people, Mama Moi, after seeing all that, when they were in the wilderness, they murmured against Moses and they demanded to be taken back to, they rebelled against God. Even that night, there are some who said, Ah, Wachana Na See, we know them. Hmm? I'm not doing it I'm not going to sacrifice my lamb is safe there are some who said that and I cannot assure you when the angel of death came because we have read in the, we read in the scriptures what was the mark what was to keep him away from it was the blood that was looking for when he saw the blood, the Bible said he passed over. And that house was saved. And the following day, they started their journey to the promised land. Now those that did not sacrifice, or those who sacrificed, because again let me tell you, because we have many ways of interpreting even scriptures for ourselves. Mama. Why? There are people who say this is how I get saved. This is my way of accepting salvation. You have heard that. People tell you that there, is only, there, are, there are many ways of getting saved. And they will say, no, no, no. For me, I go to church. For me, I do ABCD. I'm a Catholic. I am an agrican. I am whatever. Please hear me and hear me very well. Even if you are Catholic, you are you an agrican, there is only one way to get freedom. The only way is the blood of Jesus. There is no amount of sacraments there is no amount of ordnance. You can fulfill all the laws. And I want to tell you the laws. I was telling some people yesterday that the Jews' law are not just the Ten Commandments. There were 613 of them. And they are required to fulfill the law, isn't it? Because if you break one, then you are a sinner. So if we are to live by the law, they were to live by the law, they were supposed to fulfill all of them. But it is actually said. That none, the honest Jew will tell you, he can only be able to fulfil that two of them. Those of you that does, knows, does some mathematics, 580 something or 70 something laws have not been fulfilled. Then what happens? You are seen as 579 times if we are to follow the law. So what I'm trying to tell you is that there is you cannot do anything to earn salvation. It is given to you freely. The only requirement is acknowledge the blood. Sac- you know, you don't sacrifice because it's already done. Jesus became the sacrifice. There is power in the blood. There is power to save. There is power to deliver. There is power to change your life. What you need is acknowledging that my help is in the blood. And in this season that we have entered, the beginning of the years, and God gave us that scripture some three years ago. And it is only until this morning that I truly understood what we saying. God was simply telling us, I have opened a season of the church. But they understand the power of the blood covenant That my relationship with the church is based on the covenant. It is not based on the number of prayers that we pray. And it's okay to pray. But there are some of us who think because we have prayed for 21 days, we have earned a place in the kingdom of God. No. It is the blood that matters. And the question is, is your heart sprinkled with the blood of Jesus? Is your dog? Sprinkled with the blood of Jesus. If it is, the angel of death will pass over. I said we have entered into a season. There's a season of freedom. But it was also a season of judgment. To the Egyptians, they entered into a season of judgment. And I want to tell you, from that day, Egypt ceased to exist. Okay? You may tell, no, 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 it was not that. It is true, it's not but it was from that day that a judgment was pronounced on Egypt. And today we no longer have Egypt as a kingdom. It is true. Read history. The Egypt that you see is not the one we are talking about. The Egyptians were brilliant people with very smart mind. They were scientists. They ruled the world. And I can tell you even today the kind of system that you follow ask any serious politicians or political scientists. There is something called Egyptology. That's the kind of governance that is ruling this world today. Those were smart. Up to today, nobody understands how pyramids were made. Let anyone come out, all those architects and tell us, how none of them has made a pyramid. I don't know what cranes they were using. You do are cranes then. They were smart people. No wonder their king would not believe there is any other God because he himself was referred to as a God in Egypt. For you to become a fellow, you had to become a God in Egypt. But a season came and judgment was pronounced. We are in that season. There is a judgment that is pronounced. But there is also freedom that is pronounced. The choice is Yours. If you choose to obey the word of God, if you choose to obey what you have been taught, and stop becoming, play, or stop practicing church. Let us be serious. If you are a church person, you are a church person. If you are in the world, you are in the world. There is no in-between. You cannot be eating from here and also be eating before. No, no, no. If you decide to enjoy, then enjoy. But if you come to the church, then fully be committed to the church. Why do I say so? Because there are some of us that are in the church, but we are not fully committed. And because we are not fully committed, then we are missing out on the full blessings. And we are in in a place where, you know, there is nothing good that people can admire from us. Yet we are supposed to be examples We are letters that are supposed to be led. Do you know the church is supposed to be leading? The church is supposed to be governing. It is the priests. Praise God. There is no king who governed a nation without consulting the priests, and especially in the Bible. They all relied on the advices from the priests because the priests would hear from God and give instruction to the king because nations are supposed to be governed according to God's will. Politicians have masters because they go to witch doctors to consort. How do you consort evil to govern a nation? What good can come out of the devil? He will lie to you that you will win, but you will not win without a cost. You will pay for it. But you are not only paying for it alone. All your followers are going to pay for it because they are being led by a wicked leader who does not obey God but consults evil. That's why we are told to pray for those that are in authority. That's why we need to pray even for the country. And thank you, Apostle Joshua, for praying for the country. Let God deal with this nation. Let the evil that is here be removed because when there is righteousness in a nation... The nation prospers, isn't it? Praise God. The power of the blood covenant. The Passover is all about Jesus. It's not about anything else. It's not about the lambs. He is the lamb that was slain. The Passover is about Jesus. If you believe in Jesus as a Passover, you will understand the power of the blood covenant. When he came as a lamb of God, he came to set us free. His blood came to redeem us. By his blood, judgment was thrown away. By his blood, the power of the enemy is broken. There is no way you will defeat the enemy without the blood. I pity many people and especially churches that you pray and not mention the blood of Jesus. Because the devil is not scared by the many words that we share. You can pray a prayer and quote the scriptures, but as long as you are not mentioning the blood of Jesus, you've not won anything. It is through the blood that the devil is defeated. And I want to encourage you in this new season, study about the power of the blood. It is easy nowadays to study the scriptures because you have smartphones. If you don't know, just Google the power of the blood covenant. And all the fuzzies to do with the blood covenant, they will come and you can read them through and claim them for yourself. And learn to pray mentioning the blood. Amen? Because there is no remission of sins without... The blood. By his blood, we were released from oppression and bondage. We are now free. We are not under the bondage of Satan. We have the power to overcome the evil one by pronouncing the blood of Jesus. You also can do it. And tonight, when we gather here, we'll be pronouncing the blood of the Lamb of God. We'll be praying effective prayer. We are not scared. Of the devil. And we are not ashamed of the blood. Because it is through the blood that we got our redemption. So don't be ashamed mentioning the blood. And let me tell you something. Can I tell you a secret? Do you know that even in the sacred world, they cannot enter into any covenant without blood? Why? They understand the power of the blood. But in them, they use the blood of animals. They use the blood of people. You know? And dogs and whatever. But for you, you do not need to use any blood. Because Jesus paid it all. You only need to cream his blood. And you are done. Amen? Have you been blessed? Are you coming in the evening? Amen. I like that. Let us all meet here in the evening. And we will celebrate Jesus as our Passover together. We will declare the blood of Jesus upon our lives, upon our nation. We will deal with the enemies of the Lord also as corporates. As we pray for our own issues, we will also pray for the country. Please remember, we are a nation that is under siege. The enemy hates this country. If it were not for prayers that are prayed by saints... Yes we have wonderful government and uh, smart security guys and we commend them for the work they did but let me tell you something if we had not prayed things would have been worse God spared us those guys had come ready to do havoc how have 700 people be rescued you know and out of those they only kill 21 I believe there was a power that restrained them from killing people. They may have fired bullets, and they did not kill because the angels were there. Kill for the 21 who lost their life. But we can make a commitment. We will pray for every life in this country that God will protect us, and he will. Amen? So let's come together in the evening. We will break the bread together. We will pray together. Uh, for the nation will pray for your needs as well. There will be enough people here to pray with you, to lay their hands on you, and to pray with you. I'll be anointing all of us with oil. And then we'll have a line of leaders that will help us to pray for your needs. Because I cannot be able to pray for all your needs unless you want me to break after that. I can, but then we shall finish tomorrow at 5. Because as I promised... I will not, I'll pray for your needs. I will not do a wipe-up type of prayer. No, no, no. I'll, we want to pray. And that's why we have the readership to pray with us today. But I'll be here. I'll anoint all of us with oil according to the instructions that we have received from the Lord. Can we stand on our feet? If you have been blessed, celebrate Jesus.